Welcome to Kicking with the Northwoods with your host, Tori, Northwoods RV Life. This live video broadcast is brought to you by www.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. Welcome back, guys. I'm Corey from the Northwoods, where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. I'd like to welcome you to tonight's live video podcast, where we have hopes to help build the RV community here on YouTube. I'd like to go ahead and remind you that you can catch the replay of this on YouTube, as well as the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcasting applications. You can, uh, While we're at it, go ahead and make sure you hit that uh, thumbs up down below. And subscribe if you'd like to catch all of our weekly videos and live streams here at the Northwoods. So this week starts out a new night uh, for the live video podcast uh, here Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I would like to go ahead and start out by um, mentioning our awesome channel members. And I will go ahead and I will um, go ahead and put the ticker down here at the bottom of our channel members. You can find their links in the description down below, as well as on our community tab. Uh, these are our awesome channel members that help uh, us here on the channel be able to do what we do to bring you the content that we do. We appreciate you guys very much. If you'd like to become a member, there is a join button down below that you can click on to join our channel memberships, or you can get there by uh, going to members.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. All right, so starting with that, I'd like to go ahead and welcome today's guest into the live stream. Um, and we, we have Mark Guido from Grand Adventure. Let me make sure I got my background set up here for you guys and pull Mark in here. Hey, Mark, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. How are you? Good to see you, Corey. Doing fantastic. Good to see you. I know we talked a little bit. Uh, earlier in the year before I ended up uh, getting into the hospital for a while uh, and wasn't able to get you on here. So I'm glad that we were able finally to get you back on here uh, and get you scheduled to get you here. I'm glad to see that you're looking well. Yeah, uh, I'm getting there. I'm still healing. Uh, hopefully another month or so I should be all done, but I'm doing well. I'm feeling good and uh, things are looking up. So Excellent. Uh, so why don't we go ahead, um, you know, Mark's channel here is very popular on YouTube. Uh, he's been growing like mad over the last year, and he shares his adventures across the country while hiking and kayaking uh, his way ever since first starting his channel in 2017. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Mark, and uh, a little bit about your channel. Well, we owe all of our channel success to our viewers. Uh, I mean, without our viewers, we'd be absolutely nothing. So um, thank you to everybody who's been watching us. And for those who aren't there yet, we encourage you to come on over to youtube.com slash grandadventure. Actually, right after we're done here, we'll be premiering this week's video. Um, I kind of refer to it as RV-centric outdoor adventure travel. So it's kind of a mouthful, but that's really what it is. We use our RV to travel all over the country and look for opportunities to uh, take on whatever adventures we can find, whether that be some mountain biking or, like you said, some hiking, kayaking. Uh, there was one time this summer we went parasailing up on Lake Michigan. Uh, that was pretty darn cool. Um, whatever we can find to make things interesting for our viewers and make things interesting for ourselves. Cause you know, we're out filming stuff that we like to do. 
And uh, if our viewers enjoy coming along for the ride, we'd love having them with us. Well, I know I've been uh, enjoying your videos for a, a while now. We first found you probably at least uh, going on two years now. And uh, we've enjoyed seeing your channel grow as well. Um, and you're a fantastic photographer as well. Um, you know, so we, we've always enjoyed uh, following you right along with you. So you're, you're very, very kind. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, like I said, we've been very fortunate. We've been blessed. Um, the rate of growth has far exceeded my expectations and it's all thanks to the people who, who watch. So thank you to all of you. So for anyone that might know, why don't you go ahead and share with us, do you consider yourself part-time or full-time? Well, we just went full-time <laughs> Christmas day. <laughs> so, uh, we were, we kind of called ourselves, I, I love the term. Uh, if you know, uh, Tom and Stacy Langland from RV Texas, y'all. We were with them down outside of Corpus Christi down on Padre Island. And Tom threw out the term long timers. And that was the perfect term to describe what we were doing. We were traveling uh, up to six or seven months a year uh, through the warmer months and then returning to a sticks and bricks house in Utah for the winter season. Um, and we just threw caution to the wind uh, on Christmas Day and said, okay, we're done. We're done with the house. Uh, so we are uh, exploring our lives as new full-timers right now. And didn't I see that you just got a new rig here just here at Christmas? We did. Time? We did. And that, that's part of what prompted the decision to go full-time or uh, kind of a little bit of in both directions. Uh, we had some structural failures on our travel trailer as we were coming back from this summer's expedition. And uh, it was going to cost about seven or $8,000 to repair. And it was not our first repair, not our first substantial repair. Uh, for example, we replaced the same axle, not once, but twice this summer. Um, and I just got tired of throwing good money after bad. We said, all right, look, rather than spend the seven or $8,000, let's trade this in, make it the dealership's problem. I know we're going to take it in the shorts by doing that. And we did. Um, but as long as we are upgrading, why not get something that is winter capable, get something that we can feel comfortable living in 12 months a year rather than just six months a year. Uh, so we did. We uh, picked up a uh, KZ Durango fifth wheel, and uh, that's where I'm coming to you from right now, our new home. So what was some of your uh, deciding factors on the, the, the RV that you chose? Uh, I'm going to make I'm, I'm going to illustrate myself right here to be the geek that i am um we literally first thing i did was i went to every single manufacturer's website um from the rvia listed every trailer in a spreadsheet that met our weight requirements and then across in the columns of the spreadsheet i had must-have features want to have features and don't want features and then weighted each one with a score. Uh, so yeah, no, it was a, a bit of a crazy process, but it did clearly identify for us that this Durango had everything that we were looking for more than any other rig that was out there. Um, some of our requirements kind of hinged upon the fact that we, we wanted to be in colder environments during the winter months. Uh, unlike most RVers. So, uh, you know, we were looking for things like, you know, it had to be, have a heated and enclosed wet bay. It had to have 
lots of windows on the patio side. It had to, had, the slides couldn't block the hallway on a fifth wheel to go up to the bedroom and the bathroom, um, little things like that. And we were able to quickly rule out many, 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 many models and focus on the ones that actually had as much as possible of what we were looking for. Right. So let's see here. So whereabouts are you originally from, Mark? Hey, born in Baltimore. Uh, lived in Boulder, Colorado for a few years as a kid, but most of my childhood was in uh, southeastern Connecticut, um, near the water, near the Rhode Island border. Uh, about, what was it? January 2005 is when we made the move to Utah. Uh, but we lived everywhere from Vermont, upstate New York, Boston, Florida, all kinds of places in between. And I'm happier here. I'm happier in Utah than any place we've been, clearly. Yeah. So uh, do you still work uh, full time or do you have community involvements or hobbies outside of YouTube that you like to do? Um, I do work full time uh, and you know as well as I do that producing a weekly YouTube video is a full-time job in and of itself. So that makes two. Uh, we work remotely. We work from the road. Uh, both of our employers are supportive of that, uh, which makes it easy for us. We just need to make sure that we have adequate cell signal no matter where we travel. Um, skiing is my passion, which is why we do gravitate to colder environments during the winter. Um, but yeah, anything from the stuff we do on the channel to rock climbing to you name it, anything, uh, outdoor sports and recreation in general. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, it's just the two of us now. Uh, we're empty nesters. Uh, we uh, have a stepson who lives outside the country. And uh, other than that, uh, it's just us and the Labrador Retriever. That's it. So let's see here. Uh, what got you first interested in RVing, and how long have you been RVing altogether? Ah, okay. This is this is gonna be the wizard behind the the curtain. Uh, <laughs> we actually didn't buy our first rig until March of 2017. Um, however. Uh, uh, we gradually worked ourselves up to that situation. Uh, I was an avid backpacker uh, for many, many years. Um, and then uh, as I got older and enjoyed my creature comforts, rather than traipsing into the backcountry for 20 miles for a weekend, we would find ourselves dispersed camping, boondocking by truck camping. Uh, and then when space got a little tight between uh, the two adult dogs and the two of us sleeping in the bed of a Toyota Tacoma, uh, we decided, okay, it's, it's time. Um, some friends of ours, uh, Corey and Amy had just bought this eh, probably mid seventies era casita, gutted it and renovated the inside just for something to have a little space for themselves when we were out together. And we said, you know, if Corey and Amy could do this. Why the heck can't we? And uh, so we started looking around in our, Size back expectations were much smaller than what we ended up with, but uh, our eyes grew bigger than our stomachs. And next thing I knew, we were buying ourselves a 26-foot travel trailer as our first rig. <laughs> I think we've all been there along the yeah. way. Uh, yeah. Sooner or later, it's funny how you outgrow them too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, you like those comfort, um, you know, things, and 
it's so much nicer to sleep in your own bed and have your own bathroom and things that uh, we all end up migrating to RV eventually, I think. Indeed. But uh, our preference is distinctly for boondocking. Um, our 2020 season, notwithstanding, because we we headed east for 2020. Uh, but uh, our preference is clearly for boondocking on public lands, be it BLM, National Forest, what have you. And when we do stay in the western third of the United States, that's pretty much what we do. <clears throat> so what decide, uh, deciding factor was it that made you decide to start a YouTube channel? Uh, episode number one was we we would go every year to a mountain bike festival in central Utah run by a very small mountain bike club in a tiny, tiny little community. It can't be more than 200 residents in the town of Huntington. Um, and uh, we had gone every year for a number of years and made really good friends with the folks down there. Um, I had bought a drone because I wanted it. Um, just to film stuff. And I decided I was going to film the mountain bike festival and share it with the folks who run the, run the festival. Um, needed some place to put it. So, well, my, I had some ski content, but that didn't really fit with that. So I decided, you know, I've been watching YouTubers now for the past two years and you know, YouTube RV travelers, why don't we take a stab at it? So, uh, created Grand Adventure, use that as a place to upload that mountain bike festival video and it all kind of mushroomed from there. Yep. How about how about you, Corey? Uh, I'm gonna turn the tables on you. Okay. <laughs> uh, for us, um, you know, we've been RVing since 2012. Um, you know, we had tent camped growing up and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we finally decided that, hey, it's time to have those comforts uh, of our own. and be able to RV and still be able to travel and things like that and mm. not wake up in the morning on a, you know, air mattress that's flat and on the hard ground and things like that, you know, that we have all experienced over the yes. time. That's why I'm and uh, we got our first RV and like everyone else, you know, it was a learning curve and we trying to figure everything out. And so we started watching a lot of YouTube videos as well. And, um, you know, we've always had camera equipment, you know, I've always had some GoPros and some Canon cameras and things like that. And, our two girls finally came to us one day and they're like, you know, we have all this camera equipment. We take pictures, we take, you know, video clips, things like that. We, you know, why don't you guys start a YouTube channel? And uh, Lori and I, neither one of us really had ever even put a ounce of thought into it. Um, but over the next couple of weeks after they mentioned that we kind of really started thinking about it and, you know, it's like, yeah, why, why don't we, you know, there's plenty of small channels out there. Um, uh, things like that. So we uh, started our channel and we started putting out content in April of uh, 2019. Uh, so we'll be coming up on two years here in April. And, uh, you know, it's, it's slowly grown. And, you know, over the past year, we've uh, gotten our thousand subscribers and watch hours and became modernized and things like that. So this year we're looking at more of the details of, uh, trying to refine what we're doing and trying to make videos better and make it a better experience for the viewer um, and things like that. So um, that's what got us started. So good for you. Good for you. Uh, and you, you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, very impressed with uh, what I've seen from your channel and uh, we enjoy watching. Well, I, I greatly appreciate it. Cause I tell you uh, when bigger channels that's been around for a while, um, you know, we've interviewed a few of them and, 
Uh, we always enjoy the compliments. You know, we try to uh, improve something every week if we can um, to make the experience better for the viewers. So it's it's nice that it's it is noticed. So thank you. It is. It is indeed. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what types of camera equipment you use or have used in the time that you've had your channel and and uh, whether or not that's evolved over time. It has. Um, it's an, it, it, this kind of goes hand in hand with the geek thing when I was telling you about the spreadsheet. Uh, I'm a bit of a, of, 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 of a gear. Well, I won't use that term on here, but yes, I love my gear. Um, we, uh, our workhorse camera is a Sony Alpha 6500, uh, which is a wonderful little mirrorless camera in that it has in-body stabilization. It's the only Sony mirrorless camera that does. And you need to get into a much, much pricier and larger camera and some of the other brands in order to get in-body stabilization. And that goes hand in hand with the in-lens stabilization uh, that we get from the Sony G-Series uh 18 105 millimeter lens now that's a big heavy lens with a whole lot of glass but the beauty of that lens is that it's f 4.0 throughout the entire zoom range from 18 to 105 millimeters which uh if you're like me and you come from the old 35 millimeter film camera days that's kind of the equivalent of i don't know uh probably a 32 millimeter to 150 millimeter uh telephoto zoom lines that's our workhorse that's the camera that we use for most of our shooting um, we use a series of road microphones with that camera um, there's a road video micro um, a uh, we use the road wireless go system uh, in combination with a road lavalier mic um, for wireless wiring ourselves up as we're moving around to keep our sound good and consistent, which you're not hearing, unfortunately, on this uh, live broadcast. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't have a USB microphone for this computer, which lacks a mic input. Um, the uh, uh, We also have a Rode uh, reporter microphone that we use with it sometimes if we're interviewing folks. Uh, the other cameras that we're using, uh, I love that DJI Osmo Pocket. Uh, little tiny little it's about yay large 4k three-axis motorized gimbal camera um, I use that a lot when hiking um, I use it oftentimes on an extension rod that I can get it out in front of me uh, if I want to do some some vlog style shooting although vlogs are not what we do um, the uh, it's great for action shots it's great for kayaking um, we had the original DJ Osmo plus uh which was a big honking heavy thing uh on a gimbal but uh, now it's literally slip it right in your shirt pocket um series of gopros uh for getting different shots different angles during action sequences um yeah, that's probably the majority oh and of course the drone uh the drone is a first generation dji mavic pro um haven't really seen a good reason to upgrade that yet especially with the remote identification requirements coming from the faa in the next year and a half uh so i'm kind of holding out waiting until there's a remote id capable drone available that gives me reason to upgrade from that dji mavic right and that's uh, a lot of that equipment's kind of the same equipment we use except for 
our um, main camera is our Canon uh, M2, mm -hmm. which is what we're actually live streaming right here on. Wonderful tonight. camera. It's a wonderful camera, and I've actually done some live streaming with the mirrorless. I love the Canon uh, color saturation. Yeah, uh, there's just something about the color balance on a Canon that I've always found attractive. Yeah, and we we use the GoPros and things. I am actually looking at the DJI Pocket Two uh, with yep. the uh, Creator combo. Uh, yep. which includes the extended battery and the wireless mic. Um, built into we're, we're looking at that. It looks like an, uh, an awesome package, um, you know, for what it is. And, of course, we use, you know, some GoPro 8s and things like that. And, um, and our drone footage is actually from a DJI Mavic uh, Pro 2. Um, nice. Absolutely love it. Um, like I said, uh, with uh, Remote ID just finally being finalized, uh, Looking to see what they do to try to retrofit um, the older drones with a remote ID. Um, like to see that because I'd really like to not have to replace it. You know, by the time did it, you read? Did it. you read? If you read the FAA regulations, they talked about um, basically a strap-on transmitter um, right. that uh, they're hoping that some folks will develop and produce and, and market. Uh, so there's hope there. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like there's hope there to. To keep these older drones still in the air and keep them up and going and not have to upgrade them because the Mavic 2 Pro, um, you know, it's it's pricey. <laughs> it is. And uh, it, it's a great drone. Um, you know, as far as the body of it, it's very similar to the drone that you have. Yes. Um, they control amazingly uh, flying them. And, and uh, DJI just makes such a great product across the board, whether it's the the pocket or the Osmo products, um, yep. or the drones and stuff. If it's gimbals, uh, things like that, DJI does such a good job. On the on the, in the consumer market, they definitely have a corner on quality compared to others out there. There's no doubt about it. All right. So your channel's seen uh, some pretty impressive uh, growth over the last year. Uh, was there anything you specifically did? Uh, that you know started the growth or do you think it just come along with the increase of new RVers uh, this past year and more people watching RVing content and things like that? I, I wish I could tell you that I had a cohesive strategy that succeeded and I delivered. No, I'd be lying. <laughs> uh, all we do is we focus on putting out the best quality content that we can every single week, every Wednesday evening. Um, and with the hope that, put it out there and they will come. And quite frankly, we've been incredibly lucky. We did have one or two videos that did incredibly successfully. You know, it's funny. You know, you know this as a creator and I'll share this with the viewers. It's a crapshoot. You never know. You know, the things that you think are going to absolutely tank sometimes explode. And the things that you are certain are going to be so incredibly popular they just fizzle and go absolutely nowhere. Well, we had a couple of video successes through no effort of ours whatsoever. Um, and that certainly helped our growth rate without a doubt. Um, right now, we're pulling close to 5,000 new subscribers a month, which just leaves me absolutely tickled. Um, oh, yeah. And especially because right now we're not producing the most compelling content out there. Again, let me be brutally honest because we're holed up and we're largely stationary for the winter months. You know, I'm not my, my 
wish, my desire and what our viewers have come to expect is really cinema, cinemagraphic travel content. Right. As we're traveling around in our RV. Um, when we're stationary, I'm resorting to doing things like how-to and DIY videos or gear reviews or stuff like that until we get back on the road in spring. Um, I've tried throwing a couple of ski videos in there on occasion. You want to talk about tanking. They tank. <laughs> um, so uh, we're not producing the most compelling content right now. And I know that the current growth that we're experiencing will not hold up until April. Um, I'm hopeful that it will resume in April once it does gradually taper off. Uh, and we are heading down to Quartzsite next week. Uh, we're leaving this weekend uh, to get down to Quartzsite for a week uh, and meet up with a bunch of other YouTube channels down there uh, and hatch some collaborative plans and what have you. So I'm hopeful that that'll help to fill the gap too for until spring. Yeah, this um, obviously 2020 has had a real damper on uh, mm. channels that you know rely on being able to, to travel and to create content uh, while doing so. And you have to be creative and you have to try to create content um, to kind of feed your channel while you're waiting to be able to get back out there and do these things. So um, well, we were, it is we difficult. Were I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Corey. Oh, you're fine. We were, we were fortunate um, in that we weren't in one of the states that was tightly locked down. Utah never really did get to that point. Um, so we really did have the freedom to continue to travel through 2020, which we did. Um, when our ski season ended prematurely in the middle of March, we kind of had a decision to make and we said, all right, what are we doing? Uh, are we, are we hunkering down or are we going to continue with our plans? Well, continue, we continue with our plans. We did have to make some modifications, uh, because, uh, you know, for example, our original plans had been to get into Canada and with the border land border closed, that wasn't happening. Um, so we literally um got online with the list over at campendium.com where they kept close track of different states lockdown orders and campground closures and what have you and we kind of hatched a plan to go to the smoky mountains and then up through your beautiful great lakes uh by largely avoiding states that were tightly locked down at the times that they were tightly locked down and it worked like a charm we both stayed healthy um and uh, we enjoyed, we probably put 12,000 towing miles on the truck in 2020. And, you know, just being, just being part-timers is hard to create enough content. Um, mm. you know, like our RV is in storage right now until April. Um, and because, you know, we obviously live in a pretty darn cold state up here in Michigan. And, um, really? <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know what goes along with that is that you know we have the struggle of trying to create enough content uh to try to sustain the channel as much as we can through the winter months uh, until we can get the rv back out in april and it is it's hard sometimes you have to do these talking head videos and things like that to, to get through things and take some day trips where you can without the rv and uh get out and explore a little bit where you can and but it's always a struggle uh, to try to get content out, and uh, I tell you, uh, we all feel it. I definitely feel it, and uh, very impressed with anyone who can consistently put out videos on a weekly basis and uh, continue to to bring a level of content that is uh, 
is what your channel is. So, I I feel your pain. Believe me, I really, really do. So you just recently hit fifty thousand. This uh, what about a month or so ago? Yeah, uh, January second. Actually, we hit fifty thousand subscribers. So now that you hit fifty thousand, uh, are you, you got your eyes set on a hundred and uh, wanting to go for that, or are you just kind of going with the flow? Uh, I it's always good to have goals. It's always good to set goals for yourself and do your best to try to achieve them. My target was to hit fifty thousand in twenty twenty, sometime in twenty, sometime in late twenty twenty. I missed it by two days. Uh, so yeah, um, obviously the next milestone down the road is a hundred. The next one after that's 200. The next one after that's 500. Um, really, the sky's the limit for us. Uh, we're just going to focus on putting out great content the best that we can, the best way that we know how, uh, and uh, make sure that uh, folks are acquainted with the channel and familiar with the channel. And if it's something that they dig, great. I'm happy to have them there. Okay. Is there anything new you're wanting to bring to the channel over this next year that people can look forward to? I'm lucky. I, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> people, people are asking us already. Oh, what are your travel plans for 2021? It's like, well, we'll probably get out of here by about, you know, April 20th and probably by April 18th. I'll start thinking about that. Uh, there, my mind is always running through ideas of things that I want to do. Um, not in a live format per se, but I've been thinking about doing, having, um, industry guests in on a monthly basis. I've thought about, uh, maybe once a month doing like an RV newscast. Uh, that's another thing that's been rolling around in my head. Um, but I don't want to get too far away from our core mission and what our viewers have come to expect from us. And again, right. that is the cinemagraphic travel content. And so if I, wander too far away from that. I think I'm doing our viewers a disservice and I think I'm doing ourselves a disservice. So what are the things that you do to try to pace yourself so that you can continuously put out content on a regular basis? Well, during the summer, um, we're usually, our lead time is usually about six weeks. So I usually have about six episodes in the can uh, at any given point in time, which is refreshing. Now, right now, I haven't even started next week's episode yet. So <laughs> that's why I said I feel your pain uh, for coming up with ideas throughout the winter months. Uh, but for us, it's, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the fact that we move every week basically gives me a destination every week that I can go out and explore and film and recreate in and bring our viewers along with us on every one of those stops. Uh, because we do work from the road, both of us, um, we don't have the luxury of picking up stakes every two to three days. We have to move on the weekends. And that also means that we don't want to stay put for two weeks because uh, the ADD kicks in at about day eight. So uh, for us, we move on the weekends. Um, we found it very advantageous to move into a spot on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, when all the weekenders are heading back, that frees up space for us, whether it's boondocking or even in campgrounds. Um, so that's kind of our travel pattern. And that gives us, like I said, fresh content once a week, different place every week, different episode every week. Kind of works hand in hand. So obviously what you're doing is working for you. Um, if you had to give advice to 
uh, those in the RV community and here on YouTube wanting to have success and grow in their channels, what would that advice be? Well, I'm hardly the most qualified to answer that question. Uh, there are certainly folks who are far more successful than we are in the space. Um, but that, given that, um, I, I would say stay true to your principles, stay true, true to your core audience. Uh, regularity is key. Um, if you're going to put out a video every seven days, put out a video every seven days at the same time. YouTube's algorithm loves that. If it's going to be every two weeks, fine, but put it out every 14 days um, and stay true to your principles. Uh, work on um, delivering the best editing experience and the best filming experience that you can with your, for your viewers and everything else will follow. You know, I've worked with some other folks um, who, quite frankly, in the last year are now about to overtake me and uh, basically gave them the exact same advice. Um, film the best product that you can and the viewers will follow. Yeah. Well, I'd like to go ahead and shout out Blue Wave Odyssey in the chat here. Thank you very much for that super chat. Greatly appreciated, Bob. Uh, he is a great member in the RV community. We absolutely love Bob. And he uh, helps join a lot of uh, us together so that we help support each other. So, Bravo, Bob. Thank you. So we have a question from uh, the chat. Don was wondering, uh, have you decided where you're going with your new rig first? Well, the first trip is leaving this weekend for Quartzsite. So uh, right now we are in an RV park in the uh, Salt Lake City area of Utah, um, and this will be our this will be a big test in many many ways. Uh, it's a two day drive from here to get down to Quartzsite, um, and while the Tundra on paper can handle it, and while it's performed really well pulling this rig around the Salt Lake Valley, this will be the first time we'll be going over hill and dale, and uh, we're really pushing the limits of what the Tundra is rated for. So even though I'm telling you, I can't explain it. It's pulling in one gear higher than it would have with the Evo travel trailer that weighed 3000 pounds less. I cannot explain that, uh, but it has performed very well, but this will be the true test. And yeah, you know, we, you we don't were, really know until you're out there. I know when we first bought, um, bought the trailer we have now, it was about 3,000 pounds heavier than the one we had before it. Mm -hmm. uh, and even though it fell into the towing capacity of the F-150 uh, crew cab I had, um, did fine on flat land. But when you got to hills, we started tr having troubles with transmission overheating. Or, uh, we had a couple of instances where we cracked exhaust manifolds uh, from getting too hot, um, hauling up grades. And... Uh, after a couple incidences of that, it made the decision for me pretty quick that yeah. it was time to go up to a diesel Super Duty and uh, get rid of the F-150 and and uh, part ways with it. Even though I absolutely loved the truck, it it just uh, I was killing it trying to, to haul the RV in situations like that. Yeah, I, I love our Tundra. Um, beyond that, you know, we didn't want to take on unnecessarily two large financial hits at the same time. Um, so, you know, it, we'll see how this goes and you may well be right. I may well be shopping, uh, for a new truck in the beginning of February, but, uh, this will be the big test. 
Yeah, I hope you don't have to do that. I know, uh, you know, trucks are not cheap, especially if you have to um, upgrade into the diesel world at all. Um, you know, they are not cheap, and it is a, a major expense to move into. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gary from RV Living Life is asking, uh, should I get a GoPro 9 or DJI Pocket 2? Which would you suggest? They're very... They're, they're, they're very similar cameras and capability. DJ, or excuse me, uh, GoPro finally came around to DJI's idea of putting two screens on the uh, GoPro Hero 9. So you now have a front-facing screen and a rear-facing display as well uh, if you want to do like those vlog shots. Um, I think that you could go... I don't think you'd go wrong with either one of those products. And if you get a much better financial deal on one than the other, I'd say go for it. Yeah, I will say that I have the GoPro 8s and this, uh, the stabilization in those are incredible mm -hmm. what they can do. Um, yeah. And I'm looking at the DJI Pocket 2 just because of um, the other capabilities other than just what it can do as far as video quality. But when you throw in the active track and all those things, um, you know, like the drones and stuff have. Time out. My bad. I was thinking of the DJ Osmo action in the question. He's talking about the pocket, the, the, the pocket Osmo too. pocket with the gimbal. Yes. Ah, my answer is completely wrong. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> the DJI Pocket 2 is uh, the little one that stands up. Yeah. And it's the second generation of the pocket version. Right. Uh, but it's got the active track and stuff built into it, just like uh, all the Osmo gimbals and things have uh, in nowadays. And that, you know, is a big selling point over top of the GoPros. Now, obviously, it's not a camera that you're going to strap onto a, a four-wheeler or something that you're going to abuse a little bit more than you would have with a GoPro. So they each have their own purposes. As far as video quality, they're both excellent. So. And that's actually, your advice is spot on. I just had a synapse lapse, and I was thinking of the Osmo action. Uh, don't ever get old. It's not worth it. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're right. Um, it all depends on how you're going to use it. Um, and uh, if you're going to use it in an environment where it's going to get bumped and banged around, I don't recommend the motorized gimbal. It's fairly robust. I can tell you the Osmo Pocket, the first gen that I have, is fairly robust. And I strap it to a kayak hull. Um, as I'm paddling around. Um, but uh, at the same time, if it's really going to get bashed and battered, I would definitely choose the um, GoPro over the Osmo. However, the Osmo does give you that absolutely rock solid uh, stabilization. Yep. Uh, Harold from One Strange Adventure uh, asked, uh, have you ever done any promoting of your YouTube channel on YouTube or other marketing? Uh, I'm assuming that we're talking about paid marketing, paid advertising. And yeah, the I would that would be, well. That's the assumption I'm making. And if I, if that assumption is correct, the answer is no, I have not. I had tried, um, you know, I had some free Google <clears throat> ad credit in the past, tried mm -hmm. it on one video just to see what it would do. Uh, performed very well as long as you were paying for the ads. But once you stop paying for the ads and YouTube saw all that traffic and interaction drop off, it literally just killed the video. Um, sure. So I wouldn't recommend uh, doing paid ads on YouTube at all unless it was something like maybe a trailer video or something that you didn't really care about the views of it. 
uh, and that maybe it would only get you subscribers out of what you're paying for. Um, I wouldn't recommend uh, doing paid ads on your videos. Um, like Mark said before, good. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in organic marketing. Yep. Um, you know, if, if you've got, uh, for example, you know, I spend a lot of time in a lot of user forums and a lot of Facebook groups and a lot of uh, uh, what have you. And uh, I love to read people's questions for one thing. It gives me an idea for video content. But oftentimes, son of a gun, I happen to have a video that is spot on an answer to the question that's being asked. Um, and so I'll put that video in my reply and say, Hey, if you want to watch this, this, you know, this answers your question in this way, that way, that way, that way. And not only am I helping the community, but at the same time, I'm subtly getting the video out there. It's right. not a heavy handed approach. You know, it's not guerrilla marketing, but at the same time, it's, uh, maybe putting our view videos in front of other eyes that may not have been in front of them before. Right. And this is one of the things you will find in a lot of the Whoop, we lost Mark there, um, but I'll go ahead and continue while we see if he drops back in. But uh, we see this quite often in a lot of the Facebook groups and things like that. They've uh, implemented rules where they don't want you sharing links of YouTube videos, things like that. Um, but they do allow them into, um, into the comments in the section. So I'll go ahead and pull Mark back up here. Stop me. One second. <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it kind of comes with being full-time RVers, and you never know what you're going to have for internet. Exactly. All of a sudden, it just died for about ten seconds. Yep, we've been having issues with Wi-Fi right here in the house uh, today. So, at the last minute, we hardwired uh, my laptop so we didn't have to worry about Wi-Fi dropping out on us during this live stream tonight. So, um, yeah, it happens, and uh, we just kind of roll with the punches, but. Um, like I was saying, as far as uh, the Facebook groups and things like that, a lot of the groups have implemented rules where they don't want you posting, uh, they don't want you being spammy and just dropping your mm -hmm. videos in there. But if you're replying to comments uh, with links to your videos, usually that's okay in most groups. And um, it does. It helps the community. It helps get your name and your brand out there a little bit more. And over time, uh, you know, you're, you're doing a service to the community, and it's helping your channel grow at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's see what else we got going on over here in the chat. I don't know if we have any more questions up in the forum. Let me check. Oh yeah. It looks like we might have one more here. Um, nope. That's the same question I got in chat. So, um, so yeah. Um, do you plan on uh, attending any RV shows this year? Uh, probably not any formal ones. I mean, obviously we'll check out the big tent while we're down in Quartzsite and what have you, but as far as anything like, you know, major, uh, uh, RV shows like Tampa or what have you, no, no, our, our, our plans don't call for that. Uh, quite frankly, it's probably not the best thing to be for us to be attending right now anyway, under the current circumstances, we're way down the list on the vaccination line. So <laughs> probably best that we'd be a little more careful. Yeah. We're bummed. Uh, the RV shows here in Michigan all canceled uh, very early this year. Um, whether or not the situation gets any better between now and when Hershey comes along in the fall, who knows um, if it does, we'll, we might we'll take a look at going there, but I think we'll be in a much better spot by then. I'm hoping. Hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping we're in a better spot by uh, this fall. 
and things uh, really start turning around here. So, agreed, agreed. So, I know you do a premiere every Wednesday before each of your videos, um, and that seems to really help you, uh, with engaging to your community. Um, and I think it's you really fun. do enjoy engaging with it, your community. It's fun. Uh, we love engaging with our community, and in fact, one of the favorite things that we had happen to us in 2020 was meeting so many people by chance as we toured around the country. Uh, but yeah, um, the premieres are a fun event. Um, you see a lot of the same regulars, you see some new faces every week and, uh, everybody, for those who may not be familiar with YouTube premieres, everybody watches it for the first time simultaneously. And there's a live chat, much like what you have with your live stream, there's a live chat running down the right sidebar at the same time. So there's a lot of interactivity. There's a lot of fun and a lot of friends that get together every week. Yeah. And I know, uh, Susan in the chat over here from new horizons ran into you hey. in Tennessee this year. Yes. Yes. She was pretty excited to be able to cross paths with you. Indeed. And, uh, we, Susan and Jim are terrific people. We met them when we were, uh, outside of the Great Smoky Mountains in Eastern Tennessee. And I spoke just a moment ago about how fortunate we felt to be able to meet so many folks throughout 2020. And Jim and Susan were definitely a highlight of that. So let's see, what other questions can we uh, wind up while we kill a couple minutes before your premiere here? Um, let's see. So I do see that um, occasionally um, I see videos pop up from you on different things. I saw, um, some stuff from Bogar V uh, just recently yep. um, over on their site. Uh, I think it was your video of the cooler that you did a review on or whatnot. Right. Yeah. We, uh, um, we reached in a, a situation where we had the opportunity to test out one of their uh, 12 volt or 120 volt powered uh, refrigerator slash freezers. It's basically an electric cooler. Um, unlike the early, attempts at those things. This one actually has a compressor in it. And uh, we're came away very impressed. We really did. We're, so, yeah, we're glad right to see people, always see, glad to see people pop up as influencers on, uh, you know, other things and see what they're uh, doing with reviews and, and uh, interactions in the community with uh, the industry and things like that. So, um, Always uh, great information on uh, things that you see within YouTubers. It's really amazing uh, what YouTube has offered all of us as creators to be able to, um, you know, have these connections and uh, be able to forward better our channels as well as, you know, inform the community on what's out there. Absolutely. And the only thing I would say to any other creators out there is be honest when you do those things. Um, you know, when we, when we agree to take on a review, um, we basically tell them we're making no promises as to what we're going to think about this product. If we don't like it, you're going to be far better off if we never air this video. Um, and, uh, so, you know, if we, if we tell our viewers on, in a video, when we review something that we like it, you can take it to the bank that we really do like it. Um, just be true to your commitments to yourself and to your conscience and to your viewers that you be honest and straightforward with your opinion on these products. Right. 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 And, 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 and that begets, you know, that, that, that has a benefit for you too, and that you're going to gain the trust of your audience. 
And that's how you develop that two-way bond that you have with your audience. Yeah. A lot of it's born on trust. Yeah. Um, really, that's how these channels grow is, um, you know, based on networking and trust. Um, you know, those that you meet, those that you connect with, and uh, those that you engage with. And that's really what comes down to uh, helping build this community out here on YouTube. And, uh, you know, if we all try to do our part any way that we can, it, uh, it helps the community as a whole. Couldn't agree with you more, Corey. Absolutely. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Her, uh, how, yeah, how was Lori's, uh, my wife was over here asking you, how do you enjoy Michigan? We, you know, thank you for bringing that up, Lori, because I meant to try to squeeze that in here somehow. We loved our time up there. Um, I mentioned the two axle failures in the beginning of the interview. Well, one of them was when we were in uh, Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, and the nearest Dexter distributor was in Traverse City, which, as I said in the video, if I was a fish, that wouldn't have been so bad, uh, but it's seven hours by car to go all the way around. So we actually got a preview of parts of the UP that we would not have seen otherwise, and we got to cross uh, you know, the Mackinac Bridge. Um, Charlevoix was just beautiful. Uh, and then uh, stopped in Traverse City, got the work done, and hauled the axle back. But then after that, we went up to the Painted Rocks National Lakeshore. Uh, then we worked our way west over to the Keweenaw Peninsula of the UP uh, before we finally squeaked across the border in Wisconsin to go to uh, Apostle Islands National Lakeshore. Uh, we thought it was spectacular. Uh, Door County, Wisconsin, which is on Lake Michigan, but it is in Wisconsin, uh, was beautiful. Uh, but boy, you get up into that Keweenaw Peninsula up around Copper Harbor and Eagle Harbor. We're just beautiful. It's uh, remote. The sense of green, especially for a guy who's been living out west for 15 years, it was almost green sensory overload. Uh, just so lush and green. Uh, and the beauty, the, the waters of Lake Superior are just second to nothing with that turquoise greenish hue to it. It's so clear. Yeah. Uh, cold. Cold. For those that haven't cold. had the chance to experience Lake Superior, it really does remind you a lot of the Caribbean at times. Yeah, until you put your big toe in it. Then you realize you're not in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest here, okay? That's uh, Yeah. I know Harold over here in the chat from One Strange Adventure uh, when he was up to Pictured Rocks, uh, he took a dip off the pontoon boat into Lake Superior. And he found out how cold it was real quick. <laughs> I was going to say, Harold, you didn't do that twice, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is uh, very cold, um, but the views of Lake Superior are absolutely stunning, no matter where you are. Um, and the Caribbean comparison is apt. I mean, the, the same turquoise hue to that water and that bottom where it's shallow. It, 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 it's, it's a good comparison. Yep. And uh, I know Lori and I have always said that um, when it comes to RV travel, I th we think that Michigan gets missed a lot simply because there's not an easy way to go through the state from one end mm -hmm. to the other. Um, and that there is so much here, um, for RVers to enjoy. And there is just something around every corner in the state, no matter where you are. Um, whether it's a, a dirt two track somewhere down the, the beaten path or whether it's on the highway somewhere, there is always something to find here in Michigan. And, uh, we love sharing it. We love seeing 
other channels uh, sharing it as they enjoyed it as well. So we we actually you talked about the two track. Um, we actually made it a point to try to get to the very tip of the Keweenaw, uh north of Copper Harbor, northeast of Copper Harbor. So uh, you know, I saw you know, got out my map, saw the dirt road that led out to oh gosh, I'm drawing a complete blank on the name of the bay. But anyway, um, you know, we've done a lot of off roading uh down around the moab area and what have you out here in utah but quite frankly i was shocked um at what a sporting road that was getting out there it was definitely an adventure it was a grand adventure <laughs> yep definitely a grand adventure so i think it's getting about that time we'll go ahead and uh we'll thank you mark uh for spending your time with us tonight and uh it was fun. We'll go ahead and we'll drop you off here and we'll wrap up the podcast and we'll meet you over at your premiere I appreciate that. So anybody who'd like to uh, join us at the premiere at the top of the hour, uh, it is youtube.com slash grand adventure. It's that yep. simple. And I'm posting a link right over here in the chat. Uh, straight to his premiere video. Um, if any of you like to go over there and check out his uh, premiere tonight, it will start here in just a few minutes. And uh, thanks again, Mark, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it and enjoy everything that you do for the community. Corey and Laurie, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. All right. Have a good night, Mark. You too. All right, guys. So that's Mark from Grand Adventure. Make sure you go over, check out his channel. Check out this premiere he's putting on tonight. Give him a like. Give him some comments. Engage with him. Let him know the Northwoods RV Life sent you uh, so he knows where you came from. And while you're at it, make sure you hit the thumbs up down below on this video. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our weekly content here on the Northwoods. So with that, I will go ahead and we'll sign off here. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. And until next time, we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.